is good all the time. All the time. All the time. God is good. When I was studying this message, it came to my attention that it would take at least an hour to get this message over. So I kept working with it and I condensed it. I got it down to 55 minutes. Amen. So we. <laughs> but I want to talk about something that all of us are familiar with. I just thank God for them being as well as they are to the Holy Fellowship family. And for those that have been called and asking, are you back in the sanctuary yet? When are you going back? Some of you I have never met in my life. But right now we're planning to be back in the sanctuary at 11 o'clock a.m. on the third Sunday, two, day, two weeks from today, on the third Sunday in June. And we want you to come. We're going to do the social distances. We're going to wear the mask. We're going to do what we're supposed to do. But we're also going to have some church. Amen. Right. I look forward to coming back together. And I want to again say congratulations to all of our young people that have finished what level of education you have been through. Some have finished elementary. Some went from middle school to high school, from high school to college, from college to working. Whatever your situation is, congratulations to you. We pray that God will continue to bless you. Most of all, keep you in the center of his will. We're going to go right back to John 3.16. Since we're having communion today, I thought it would be appropriate to expound on how significant it is what God has done through his son, Jesus Christ. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have what everlasting life. But God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He didn't send his son to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. My subject this morning, the message of the cross. The message of the cross. When we look at the way things are going right now, some people can care less about what Jesus did on Calvary. 1 Corinthians 1 and 18 says, For the preaching of the cross to them that perish, to them that are not saved, they call it foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. So for the sinner man, you say the message of the cross, he, he ain't, what are they talking about, the message of the cross? But, but for those that are saved, to us it is the power of God. When I begin to look at different definitions, one definition, the message of the cross is the power of God that progressively 
and continually transforms us, prospers us, blesses us, heals us, protects us, and makes us whole. Without the experience of the cross, none of us would be here on today. But thank God for the message of the cross. Definition that God gave me, the message of the cross is proof of God's love for us. A lot of times people say, I love you, but the action that follow don't add up to love. But Jesus loved us, and the action that followed, he sent his son who became sin for us, my God, who knew no sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Recently, I've been asked questions, and some of the answers are very simple. If you don't believe the gospel, you can't be saved. I don't care, I don't care how, much, how many habits you give it up. If you don't believe the gospel as it is written, if you think Joseph tipped in and had Mary one night and don't believe in the virgin birth, you cannot be saved. In order to be saved, you must believe the gospel of Jesus Christ. The birth, the death, the life, the death, and well as the resurrection in order to be saved. Someone asked me to lead someone in the sinner's prayer the other day. And the first thing I asked them, I said, do you believe in Jesus? They said, yes. I said, do you believe that he died on the cross and got up on the third day? They said, yes. I said, well, I want you right now, I want you to pray. And ask God to forgive you for all the things that you have done wrong. And when he started asking God to forgive him, he then broke out crying. Uncontrollable tear, just breaking out crying. Y'all, let me, let me tell y'all something. I, I talked about this the other night. We can judge what we see. I see you smoking, I see you drinking, I hear you cussing or whatever. I can judge that, I see that. But nobody can judge a man's heart but God. That's why sometimes I hear people, they say, well, I thank God he never was in the church. But right before he died, he said the sinner's prayer. So I know you don't know nothing. All you know is what you did and what he said. You don't know what happened in his heart. That's why I don't try to put nobody nowhere. All I do is preach the word of God. I preach my one of the things. In fact, every time I preach a funeral, my message might be the same from now on. This is a divine appointment. What's appointed unto man to die after this is judgment. So I'm not going to try to put him in heaven. I'm not, all I'm going to do is, if I know something about him, I say something about him. But when it comes to judging the hearts of men, only God can do that. The message of the cross. The reason why there's so much killing going on in the world. 
You can't even be safe driving down the street. You might get shot driving to the grocery store. You might get robbed at your own home. Those people, those people don't recognize God as the Savior. They don't value life like they should. Anybody that would take somebody's life, you don't know nothing about them. You've never seen them no more. Never seen them before. But I want to be in this game. I want to be identified with them. In order for me to be identified with them, I got to go kill somebody. I, I got to do something. Don't you know something is wrong when you can do wrong to somebody that had done nothing to you? That's why we got to get the message of the cross. We got to let people know. And when we come to church, we got to stop being so sophisticated and make it seem like you were born speaking in tongues. You were born in sin and you were shaping in iniquity. No, I didn't do drugs. I didn't smoke. But God knows I could tell a few lies. God knows I had some stuff in me that needed to come out. So there's no need of of, of making it seem like you always say you were born in sin and you were shaping in iniquity. Oh, but thank God for the message of the cross. God sent his only begotten son. In Christianity, the cross represents salvation through Christ's sacrifice. It represents redemption. It represents atonement. His blood. It represents atonement. His, it represents suffering. It represents faith. The cross also signifies acceptance of death or suffering and sacrifice. My Bible tells me that he became obedient. Obedient unto death. Even the death of the cross. That's why we celebrate. I celebrate every day, but especially on the first Sunday because I remember the sacrifice that he made. My God, he became sin for us, y'all, who knew no sin. Oh, my God. While we were yet sinners, God sent his son. So the message of the cross says, whosoever can be saved. Doesn't matter what you've done, but you are a part of the whosoever. Sometimes we lead people in the sinner's prayer and we quote a couple of scriptures, tell them they're saved, but I want you to know something had to happen on the inside. You can't be a new creature just because you quoted some scriptures. Uh, but in order to be a new creature, something had to happen on the inside. And y'all remember those songs in the old days? I looked at my hand, and my hand looked new. Looked down at my feet, and my feet did too. Started to walk, had a new walk. Started to talk, had a new talk. What happened to you? Something got a hold of me. I went to the church one night. And my heart wasn't right, but, but, but something got a hold of me. And I want you to know, I answered this question the other day, and I hope I made it plain, there's no such thing as progressive salvation. 
The progressive part is you making up your mind. That's the progressive part. If you really made up your mind, God will save you right then. Don't care who preaching. Don't care if ain't nobody preaching. If you really mean right, if you really accept him in your heart and believe unto righteousness, the Bible says you shall be saved. What I love about the method of the cross, Jesus is the only name given under the heavens whereby man can be saved. A lot of times, a lot of times, People get caught up and they talk about I preached and and so and so got saved. I preached and and laid hands on so and so. But I want you to know you weren't the one that died on the cross. You were not the one that hung there from the sixth to the ninth hour. But you are only a vessel that God chooses to use. That's why I don't believe in big time preachers have to pay and get in line for the autograph. If I'm going to get in line for anybody's autograph, it's going to be somebody that died and got up again. It's going to be somebody that can heal my body. It's going to be somebody that can save my soul. We're living in a time that seems like we're getting it twisted. But God allowed this pandemic to come. And all of us are preaching basically from the same medium. It doesn't matter how many your church holds. But God got us pretty much on the same level. And I want you to know that God in his wisdom never intended for us not to keep praising him. Some people said I can't wait to get back to church. I'm going to really give God the glory. Well, I want you to know I'm giving him glory now. I'm blessing his name right now. Oh, yes, there's something about coming together. And I'm looking forward to the fellowship. For he said, fail not to assemble yourself together into heavenly places. So I'm looking forward to seeing my deacons. I'm looking forward to seeing the mother and the missionaries and the young people and the saints and the friends. But the method of the cross is not about seeing your face. But the method of the cross is living in order to see Jesus. Somebody said, when I see Jesus, it's going to be a man. When I see the one that died for me, it's going to be amen. The method of the cross is why I'm saved today. The method of the cross is why you can claim your healing. For he was wounded for your transgression. He was bruised for your iniquity. And the chastisement of, of our peace is upon him. Guess what, say? And with his stripes, we can claim our heal. The method of the cross said there's nothing too hard for God. There was a scripture in the Bible when the Bible said that Lazarus was sick and Jesus got there four days late. And Jesus had the nerve to say, Tell me where you buried him. Jesus went to the gravesite. Call Lazarus' name one time. 
and Lazarus got up and everybody said, oh what a miracle but the message of the cross it doesn't end with that miracle but the message of the cross when Jesus said no man takes my life from me but I lay it down of myself I got the power to lay my life down and I got the power to take it up again go ahead and do what you want to do but in three days I'm going to get up and all power is going to be in my hand and I heard the Bible say Jesus said oh great where is your victory oh death where is your sting all power all power is in my hand somebody say yes the method of the cross that he give up power over all the power of the enemy the method of the cross said great is he that's within you than he that is in the world the method of the cross that you can be saved you can be healed and you can be delivered somebody say yes thank God he shed his blood without the shedding of blood would be no remission of sin but he shed his blood and he moved by sin somebody say yes he healed my body he saved my soul he changed my heart he changed my mind thank God for the cross come on thank him for the cross thank him for the cross he died but he got up with all power in his hand somebody say yes You know, one of the reasons that we have hope, it doesn't matter what's going on in our life, we have hope. Because Jesus is yet alive. He's the mediator between God and man. And he's our hope. Y'all, that song, he's my strength, then he's my hope. I can identify with that because without Jesus with the way the world is going right now I would have any hope my wife said something the other day I don't think I've ever heard her say she said she don't believe if she was able young that she would want to bring a child into this world the way the world is right now. Y'all, that's something to think about. There's so much going on. But in my heart, the message of the cross. David said, I, that word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Thank God for the cross. I want y'all to stand with me. We're going to I'm going to read our litany. Has everyone been served for communion? 
the blood that Jesus shed for me. Way back on Calvary, you know it was the blood that gives me strength. Give me strength from day to day. It will never start at the twenty-third verse. First Corinthians eleven. It's twenty-three. Come on, y'all. The blood. It reaches to the highest mountain. Oh, it goes to the lowest valley. Oh, yeah. The blood that gives me strength. And Today, it would never leave It's We're reading from First Corinthians eleven and twenty-three. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Verse 25, after the same man also, he took the cup when it's up saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as you drink it in remembrance of me. But often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Verse 27, Wherefore whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Verse 30, for this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged, but when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we shall not be condemned with the world. Brethren, wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, tarry one for another. 34th verse. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home. That ye come not together. 
a condemnation. And the rest will I set in order when I come. Father God, we bless you. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to remember the sacrifice that you made on Calvary. God, we pray that you will search our hearts and minds and everything that's not like you. God, that you would take it away from us. Forgive us for our shortcomings, for everything that we've done, said and thought that's not like you. Help us, God, to live a life that one day we can hear you say, well done. Bless us, God, throughout this service, throughout this day. Keep us in your will. In Jesus' name we pray. All of God's people said.